This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer? Richard, hello. Hi, how are you? Long time no see. I feel like I flew all the way in from Vegas to be (laughs) back home. But I know I drove, so it just feels like I flew. How are you? Welcome home. I am. It's been a very interesting day just because it's my dad's birthday so I woke oh that's up with- right happy birthday Jim and so I that's one of the main reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast today because on Thursday I'll be traveling again cool. this time to Montana for a wedding for wow sister. how lovely Montana's beautiful I'm just happy that people are still getting married <laughs> I gotta tell you I went to uh Phillipsburg Montana with uh my wife Sherry and I and uh, we were shooting, a friend of mine was shooting a little short film. And Sherry came down to the set and said, you know, we, your dog is really freaked out by the children that are running back and forth upstairs. And everybody stopped and looked at her and said, there is no family upstairs. They were, she was hearing the ghosts of a family that lived upstairs before. The dog was hearing it too. So the two of them were like, oh my God, there's children up there. Wow. Anyway, so, you know. Our our podcast is Hacking the Afterlife. And oh. of course, Jennifer and I haven't spoken since we talked to Elvis last week. Right. And Luana, we're going to toss it over to you. And for those tuning in for the last time, Luana Anders, my friend who passed away in 1996, is plays the role of Jennifer on the flip side. She's sort of our moderator. Luana. And- that's all she's got on her notepad. Jennifer's saving trees, by the way. We I am. And now, and now, like last time I didn't have my little Apple pencil, oh. <laughs> I, I had to go old school and I can't, it drives me, it's like nails on a chalkboard when I do that. I can't stand Writing it. Writing with your finger. Well, Luana, uh, listen, I appreciate your helping moderate these sessions. It's kind of wacky. You know, here's a friend of mine, close friend of mine who passed away in 1996, and I talk to her more often now than I did when she was on the planet. And <laughs> she's been so helpful to us. But she, we hear about this. She's been helpful to so many people that listen to this podcast. They feel very, they feel very connected to it. And I do feel like we are, we're making talking to the afterlife so much more accessible. And it always has been but we're connecting them to what they're already connected to. We're putting their awareness to where they actually are not doubting it as much. Instead of dismissing it outright, oh, that's a coincidence, such and such and such. I'm Yes, and I'm hearing it often every day, you know, in Quora, the Hacking Afterlife Forum, people write and, and talk I encourage, about. So my clients that find me on there, yeah. that find me through you, I encourage them, good or bad or indifferent, to write a review. So that, because I feel like it helps other people too. Yeah. And, you know, when somebody shares their experience, of course, they're saying, I don't know, this might have been a dream. I could have made it. You know, they go through all that and then they go, and my mother said, I've been waiting to talk to you for five years. Like, why weren't you listening? You know, and they, they have this weird feeling of their mother chastising them, you know, like she used to. And then, but they're allowing that it's possible that because time is so different over there. Well, let's talk about it. Luana, do you have any uh, guests that need to come forward or do you want to talk about process? She, she showed me a picture of me and her 
you know, in my mind's eye. And it was about last night. And last night I, I read it uncorked. I read about 17 people, you know, my wine and spirits, which is really fun. They're, the next one is in a couple of weeks. There's still, I think, a couple of seats. If you're listening now, you can go to it. I'm just... Go to your jenniferschafer.com website, right? I don't even have it on there. Just go to Uncorked in Hermosa Beach. Just go go to their website. Oh, okay. Uncorked in Hermosa Beach, California. Yeah. Or you can go to my Instagram. You can see where you can connect to it. But there's a couple. It fills up. It's always sold out. Um, And so I'm doing another Tuesday or something like that. Anyway, that being said, she was showing me, and last night I realized it came through over and over and over again about people that have guilt. Like there was a couple of people, you know, a couple of spirits that came through saying, please, please don't have guilt that you weren't there when I passed away. That's not your fault. It was either COVID or it was something else. But what guilt has, does is it keeps them away from feeling them. It keeps them, blocks them from hearing what they're right. trying to tell them. And so... Well, let's talk about that, Lou. So somebody crosses over and their loved one isn't there. And so what is blocking them? Is it just, is it? They're, some- feelings, of, they're feelings of pain, like they didn't do enough. And so they're always there. She showed me, they're always there from the other side, but the people that are here don't feel them because they're afraid to feel them. And when you have fear in any way, and fear actually also simulates guilt hold on it's like on the same level of energy it's the same as i was going to ask so fear generated by a human being of course everybody has their own fears but the you're saying luana the frequency level itself is almost like a signal blocker it blocks the signal of other stuff to come through because that becomes the predominant signal is that it correct Correct. So, so the thing that o- overwhelms us, and this also when people she talk keeps, about, she keeps showing me. So she keeps showing me my heart. Um, give me a second. If you have fear or doubt, you can't like jump, or your awareness can't jump into the full feel like fulfillment. Okay, then she shows fulfillment. She showed me something else. Again, we've talked about our essence. They remember our essence. They know your true essence. If you have loved them your whole life, or they don't remember just the one day that you weren't there or the two days that you've gotten a fight, they remember how love, they take all that love with them. We compartmentalize and we only remember, and my son reminded me of this this morning, that we tend to remember the bad things, unfortunately, versus all the great things that happen. Yeah, yeah, because that moments. And so, Hold on. Focus on, it's interesting. She goes, focus on the light. Focus on the light. And so you think about, you think about all, when you're thinking about your loved one, let's say, even right now, for anybody listening in, tuning in, if you're driving, be careful, don't do this. But if you're sitting down somewhere, focus on somebody that you love or loved. And then, of course, you have the memory of them passing over all the difficulties, you know, that are involved with that, the trauma. And just set that aside for a second and now focus on the light, the stuff that you loved about them, the journey with them that made you happy or the connection that you had. And and that helps, correct me if I'm wrong, Lou, that helps build up sort of the frequency. It's like you're boosting the energy of the signal. And the connection, it gets stronger and stronger. And my dad just showed up and I felt him put his hand on me. 
And then he showed me, he reminded me, I'm sorry, let me get choked up, of how when he passed, I felt so guilty that I didn't know, or I didn't, I couldn't save him, or I didn't know that he had cancer, or I didn't talk, like all those things that we've gone over before. Yeah. And once I got over that, now I can hear him more. Now it's, I don't have that, you know, it's been five years. I don't have that. Um, I trust it more. I still trust him more when we're together doing this podcast for yes. some reason. And I'm fine with I that. Because I ask you annoying questions. True enough. <laughs> but Jim, I, we've talked to you about this before. We've talked about you crossing over. And what Jennifer's talking about now is something that has to do. So in your life planning session as Jim, as father of Jennifer and all the other wonderful children you had and husband to your wife, your lovely wife, in terms of your life planning session, had you have that all worked out in advance or just the rough sketch of it? He said I was detailed in how I wanted my family to be larger than life. He just showed me like me on stage, for instance. Um, loving kind i wanted to know what pain was i wanted to help through what i've learned he says it was more it's interesting because it's not something i would think he says it was more detailed before more detailed here. before he got here and this right. is about process we've talked about this architecture of the of the afterlife includes architecture of life when you're planning your next lifetime and you have a life planning session and you gather up all of those individuals who are going to help you, your guides, your teachers, your classmates, your counselor, all of them in My like the auditorium. Yeah, exactly. But just so Jim, I'm referring to that life planning session where Jennifer, before she had incarnated, her conscious energy is back home saying, I will play your crazy, wacky daughter. I can do that. You remember me? from that other previous lifetime? I mean, is that what we're talking about? Is it was more detailed when you planned it, but of course it got improvised. Yes. Okay, very good. And and within the improvisation is all the delight and the joy and the surprise. Because he's, he's, he just laughed, like he used to go like this, like, oh, like I could see him just laughing. Um, <laughs> A lot more than he would have liked. <laughs> the surprises he did not <laughs> were not detailed. Yeah, the was, improvisation. Well, that's what, right, but then he's hold on. That's what love and life is all about: is the surprises. And so let's, if Jim, if you don't mind, happy birthday, by the way. Let's turn it over to Luana for for a moment here in your lifetime, which I'm very familiar with, and some of the people know your journey luanaanders.com for some of her background she's also a segment in the movie hacking the afterlife so people can at least become familiar with her your journey was difficult on many levels and so this awareness that you planned it or had a hand in planning it so this is why she, she just interjected saying this is why you don't remember your past lives when you get here for the element of surprise because if we knew it what would we learn bingo if we knew right. it what would we learn and so 
and so in retrospect, you can give us better uh, awareness of this than almost anybody. He's which is, cool. <laughs> which is right. what, in terms of your planning, do you feel the outcome was up to the planning that you had had in mind in your journey, Luana? That's my question. Did you feel the outcome? Here we are chatting. Here we are demonstrating how simple it is to talk to people on the other side. Do you feel like this was all part of that journey? It was definitely part of the journey. And she showed me just you being planted in her life and all the people that you met that are now we're talking to. So, and how you and I met because of her, right? Absolutely, um, the kismet. How, how the kismet, how you and Sherry, you know, are together. Well, I mean, I don't think I've talked about it so much with the audience. Sherry's uh, I, a saint, by the way. Your wife is a saint, truly. <laughs> well, Luana <laughs> called her an angel when she met her. She so is. there you go. I think that's very unusual. I, I Look, I haven't shared it with the audience too many times, but I literally flipped a coin. I was sitting in Rome. I was trying to decide whether to stay in Rome. And the heads meant I would stay in Rome and tails would be I'd get on a plane and go to L.A. And it came up heads, stay in Rome. And I said, oh, shit, two out of three. And because of that, I realized, oh, it must be my fate to go to Los Angeles. You see? Yeah. But for years, I thought, oh, well, maybe I should have flipped it. <laughs> maybe I was supposed to stay in Rome. But when Olivia, when our daughter was born and she was lying on my chest in the hospital, I dreamt about that coin flip. It said, I didn't dream about it. It appeared right in front of my it's eyes. Showing you. It was showing you, you were, you were visiting. I the saw the string, you know, the red string that travels. I saw how every decision I had made related to that coin flip and that here to this moment you know it all made sense and so when we start to examine weird things in our lives like we're just talking to luana and we're saying you know did you plan your lifetime to you know she suffered through a number of things and then you know crossed over and now here she is continuing her work in so many ways you know in the life planning what did it include that string and what she's saying is not only did it include that string, but it includes everybody listening in. Everybody right. listening into the podcast who are now being tapped on the shoulder by a loved one saying, hey, listen to these guys, listen to what they're doing. This is how I want you to talk to me. Now, is that is that egotistical, Luana, or is that accurate or both? <laughs> She's like, it's 99.99% accurate. I love that. <laughs> There's always a little doubt. You can't forget that one-tenth of one percent of like, oh, you're full of hot air. Um, all right. Well, Lou, did you have any guests that you wanted us to chat with today? Or is this just a process, talking about process, besides Jim's uh -huh. birthday? I know. So Jim, my dad just came through. Um, he, again, he loves, what we're, he loves what we're doing, and he's just showing me. I posted something today because my dad comes through with signs all the time for all of my brothers and sisters and myself, and mine happens to be 7-1 for a very good reason. My birthday is 71. My, you know, goes on and on, and, and he, like I saw it, and then he just showed me. So, again, I'm not thinking these things. He just showed me the double rainbow I saw in Bonaire twice. You know, wow. and 
that and to see it so close. I've never seen it so close before to me. Um, like it was right in front where I saw where it ended. By um, the way, if you want to please repeat the symbol that because it got cut out of last week's podcast, there was something wrong with the signal where I was getting it in Vegas. There, there were, you know, some of it got disrupted. But you so I, I lost the part where you talked about the symbol that you had agreed upon before he crossed over. I, I love you. So before he crossed over, I'm like, what is going to be your sign? And he's tapped me and he's like, I love you. And he'd always go like this. I love you. So whenever and you see that. It'll pop in, you know, and like dad, and he'll tap me on the shoulder and say it, you know, or, you know, show me the fingers or it'll, there'll be a three, you know, there'll be something with that. Yeah. That and okay just, sign. But Jim, yeah. let me ask you, what would be something for people who, what, what's that process like? So somebody who is missing their loved one, parent, grandparent, children, whatever it is, can you come up with a, a, a symbol now? I mean, you know, you sort of meditate on it. Like, you know, people always asking for a sign. What's, what's... He, just showed me, he just showed me the way, hold on. Just like something you have said, Put him, put the, your loved one in front of you, connect with your hearts, like feel a hug. Okay. Try to remember details or don't remember details. See what details come in your mind. I just mm. got my dad and just his scent and, you know, that smell of whatever clone. Um, Old Spice. <laughs> thank you. Said that to me. Um, and then, just know that the essence of the both of you is good. Like there's nothing bad. Okay. Don't think about what you did wrong. Don't think about all the things that could have, you know, or that they're not here. You just focus on the connection. Okay. Focus on the connection. And then let me see. And it's either feeling the love or telling them that you love them. It's almost like I could hear Like I just said, I love you, dad. And I can hear him say, I love you. I love you. Like you can hear him say it back or you can feel him saying it back. Don't judge it. And then just say, take me for a ride and see where they take you. Take like he just me showed for me. a ride. I love that. So I just, he just took my hand and took me to the beach and we started walking on the sand just now. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. That's a great example. Take me for a ride. Take me for a ride. Take me for a and ride. See where, see where they take you. Don't, think it to see where they take you because i wouldn't have gone you know that's just where he showed me it just took me right to the beach and that's one of my favorite places in the world now he loved running by the beach well and i had a very strange experience after loana passed away a few months later i was in new york city and i was thinking about like how was she showing up in dreams to me or or people that i knew were seeing her i was thinking she must still exist then and i was kind of vaguely thinking like where are you and I had a, it was right out of the movie Contact, which didn't come out until a few months later. And when I saw the sequence in the movie, I went, oh my gosh, I experienced that. I had this experience of an out-of-body experience flying out of my body and in, into deep space. And today, for those who want to look at something really spectacular at NASA. Oh, I web, sent that. Yes, it's so beautiful. So, But it was like traveling through that, that vortex of light 
uh, in super sonic speed. And I suddenly, I realized the light was melting. I was moving so fast. And then I went into like a wormhole. That's the term they use in the movie Contact. I didn't know what it was. But when I got to the other side, not exactly like what they showed in the film. Yeah, there it is. Oh, thank you. Very good. And not exactly what they showed in the film, which was a uh, beach in Panama. It was another universe. And I was traveling, like, instead of straight, I was traveling left to right. And I suddenly stopped, and there was Luana standing in front of me. But she had her eyes closed. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this is weird. I, I know this is her, but her eyes are closed. And then she opened them. And in my head, I heard you were looking for me, and this is where I am. Like a confirmation. I mean, literally, you know, yanked me there. But somebody outside my apartment honked his truck horn, one of those massive, you know. And I had this feeling of being yanked like a rubber band, but pulled back the other way. So I went, I experienced going backwards through the wormhole backwards, <laughs> pulled back to Earth. That's called what I would call like a vortex. You got into a vortex where everything became very quiet. That's what happened well, to me in for, that's true, I would say, but in for my experience, it was literally like a, a wormhole because it was bouncing around, just like in the movie Contact. But when I got back and I could see New York City coming up at me with a great speed, you know, like Power of Ten, the movie, I was now flying into Manhattan and I was in my bed. And I sat up wide awake and I went, what the heck was that? But I... I realized she had shown me something. She had given me a sign that right. has led to this day because it really piqued my interest. And it was like, okay, if you can do that, how hard can it be for me to find you? And I, it took me to find Jennifer to be able to have this cell phone conversation with Luana. So Lou, the question then back to you and to Jim, this idea of, First, is, was I accurate about that, Luana? Is that in, in detail? I, guess I don't think I've ever asked you that before. What What was that she about? Showed me, she showed me, it was exactly like you showing up at the class. She showed me you showing up at the class. It was very similar to you seeing, like, yeah. surprising her at the class. Yes, and um, what's interesting about that is when I did, through a hypnotherapy session, she was surprised to see me. So it's not like she had planned this all out elaborately right. she was shocked to see me in this classroom talking and right. and really looked at me with the thought of what the heck are you doing here she's saying that it was reversed she did it to you <laughs> so but I, my point is that it wasn't planned and yeah. it happened but it happened and we were both aware of it let's say and now we've gotten to this point where we can dial each other up have a conversation and if, and if time isn't linear as far as we know, yeah. she's shown me being able to go back and forth, just like you had that moment of flipping the coin when you were holding your daughter. It's the same thing. So it's the same thing as what happened there. We just you just went back and looked at it again. Like looked at it again. Like you and I, when we first met, you were talking about at your wedding, having a feeling that somebody was looking over your shoulder at you and Freddie. Mm -hmm. And then I said, so who was it? show Jennifer who it was looking over her shoulder and you went, ah, it's us. It's us in the restaurant looking at our, at her wedding, but yeah. she was aware of it during her wedding, which I don't know how many years ago that was, but you know, 20, 21 years ago, 21 years ago. 
So yeah. you were instantly, so that thing of, yes, time, it's not the time for me. It's not the time doesn't exist because that blows people's minds. You can see how this is but the closest I've ever seen it, how it's not linear. By our not linear. Yeah. It's not linear. But, so, and, but I, it is, uh, let me just uh, allow. Where, where, go okay. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> the word linear is the hang up. People ask about their lifetimes and they, they are linear because otherwise you wouldn't learn anything. But time is so compressed once you're off the planet and outside the universe that it becomes this thing where you can access everything that happened to you. And you do see it experientially, which experiences like I see this, I see that, that's linear. You know, I see my father. Oh, I see my mother. And that goes in order. You see, you don't see them all simultaneously, but you see them sort of relative. So that's why I say it's relatively uh, linear relatively linear and relatively no time but that allows us at least to understand how it is that you and i can jump back and forth between something that happened you know and then the question becomes well can i can i alter it that's the question then you go well could i go back and scream at the that's wedding a that's a different kind of wormhole yeah because then you'd have to be aware of it okay then you your awareness would have to be aware of it what you're doing which is not something that which is not something that our brain conceives of yeah, but also like a show jumping in you know and then i see you know nemo where turtle yeah that, that race that you oh yeah 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 and he, he that's, yeah. they're showing me that being around this around the earth with how fast it's spinning with you know to actually figure out that you're doing it at that time is nonsensical i guess you can say or yeah, outside or, of your senses but I would also point out, because people do ask the question a lot about jumping around in time zones, you, and you, the reason you can't reincarnate in a previous era is because you'd have to get everybody to participate. Because before you incarnate, you have to get guides and teachers, loved ones. Luana, am I right on this? Is this correct? Okay. Well, I love that I'm asking Lou, and she's like, yeah. But you'd have to get everybody to participate, which would be like herding cats. all at the times that are i mean it's just it's just there's not a way you could do it well yeah you just can't get everyone to agree they'd have to agree to be your parents again everybody'd have to come back and be like oh will you stop with wanting to go back in time just move forward learn come on get up to the next thing every, well every yeah. experience i feel from what i'm gathering is creating the past present future that helps helps each other out helps yourself out so like it, if you think yeah. about it, like whatever happens in the past is helping you in the future and vice whatever you're doing in the future is helping somebody else's like can help somebody else's future i don't know it's, it's just weird it's well just, here's here's how i like to put it and luana please correct me it's that when you do this kind of work what we're doing and let's just say you do a hypnotherapy session where you go back into a previous lifetime and you realize that you chose that lifetime, then mm -hmm. it changes your emotional reaction to the trauma that might have happened in that lifetime. So by right. examining that you chose your lifetime, then you realize you chose this lifetime. And that then changes your present because you realize if I chose my lifetime, then I chose this trauma and these lessons as difficult as they might be. That changes your present. So by changing the past, observing it, you change the present, which now will change your future.
because you will no longer be attached to that kind of trauma or fear as right. we first started talking about it. You're not attached to that stuff. And that is a way that we change the past by observing it. And then Correct. it changes our present and then it changes our future. I, uh, so Luana, is there anybody else that we need to talk to or that is on your list that wants to stop you by? Talk to him last night. You talked to him last night, she's saying. So it's another My dad. thing where you talk. Yeah. I don't know. So oh, you mean somebody dad. that I talked to last night. Okay. Yeah. Talked to you last night and had to do with Vegas, had to do with the person that you were in Vegas with. Um, I don't know. Oh, Chuck, I think it's here. Oh, Chuck Rowe. Crowden. Very good. And you know, what's interesting is because of the podcast last week, he's singing, the, he's singing he says, like, <sighs> I feel him singing. Okay, what's he singing? What's the song? I don't know. It's something that he'd sing to his mom or his dad every night or something like that, that we talked about. Something that Charles oh, Grodin sings? Hold on. Hold on. Um, somewhere over the rainbow, I'm feeling. Over the rainbow. Okay, very good. Now, the reason that's very good is also because Chuck came through on our podcast in Vegas to let us know that he was with us while we were, you know, having fun with Dave, who was, he was a big okay. fan of Dave's. But because of the, because of the uh, connection I, that got dropped out of the podcast. So it's fun that he showed up to mention. So Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and he did a movie where he played an angel. Um oh. And then Char the Charles and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, who's the guy Gene Wilder, his best friend. Okay, he just showed up as well. Okay, and did you know that Gene Wilder's his best friend? Probably not. No idea. I had no okay. idea. Gene oh, Wilder my. started Chuck Roden with his career. Okay. I love him. He just winked. He just said, wearing his purple hat, and he just went, he just winked. All right. Oh, well, Gene, you, do you remember having our dinner together? And Laura, the one that died of breast cancer on SNL. Gina, Laura, Gilda Radner, who was his Gilda wife. Radner. Very good. Okay. You're going somewhere with this, so hold, hold on a second. Okay, guys. Um, I appreciate it. Go ahead. We're doing a multidimensional play. We're tinkering with characters over here and over there. It's so interesting because they're showing me, I know this is something that they have to So they're showing me getting inflate. You know how we we channel we channel information. We might not realize it at the time, but when we get inspired for a song, for instance, we were probably channeling it from the other side, right? They're saying they're they're doing it from their side to here. They're channeling information. So um, this is very interesting. I have not seen this before. So who's the primary spokesperson here? Is it Chuck, Gene, or Gilda? Charles. Charles. Okay, very good. Well, Gene's still, they're both talking, but yes. And so, Gene, is there anything you want to say to your fans and people who miss you dearly and love you and your work? Thank you for watching. I know uh, Mel Brooks and you had her, and Mel's still on the planet. Anything, his birthday was last <laughs> yeah, week. Barely. <laughs> his birthday was last week. Anything you want to say to Mel? Keep on ticking. Keep so on ticking. And Gilda, uh, we'd love to hear anything. Well, Gilda. Said you're, you're stronger than you think. Who? Uh, we all are. Mel Brooks. Mel, yeah. stronger than you think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, and so, Chuck, 
tell us something about your journey that's going on now. This idea that you and Gene and Gilda can hang out together and have some fun. Is this something you're always doing or just because we're doing our podcast and you stop by? No, we're always making fun. People are coming and going. There's certain times where we do other things and there are certain, like, we might go, what? I don't know. He's like, we might go play football, something we never do. And then that's interesting. He's like, I was a football player in a different lifetime or something like that. And I know football was only like whatever it was or some type of sport. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, that's fine. You know, and, and playing football, we've asked Junior Say about, about it. He said it's kind of, it's not the game as you know it. It's kind of creating intention, passing a ball, and then thinking about how do you catch it. You know, there's all kinds of other parameters. But it looks right. like football to somebody watching it. But the guys playing it, they've got a whole different set of technical aspects to the game because you have to mentally create everything, the field, the ball, the velocity. velocity. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, right. and so it's so Chuck, you're saying people are on the flip side are constantly playing games and constantly creating new environments all and the time. He said that if I would have, he goes, and I try to do that. That's where acting came into play. Very he good. Said, and acting is a great way of getting out of your head, out of your environment, and into something else. I mean, he goes, maybe that's why I loved it so much. Or singing brings you up, or dancing takes you somewhere. Takes you, know. you out of it. And Gene, you were a very unique individual and a unique actor. Um, yeah. And of course, you you know you brought he, a lot of. Go ahead. Did he like musicals before they were cool? Did he? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. He might have. He might have done. I know that he had Chuck did plays together before they had a career. You know, that was famous. He and says it was they were behind or they worked at the theater or something like that. I don't know. I think they actually lived together uh, near a theater in the upper. Okay. But yeah, also, it were, and I think I think it was Gene that came out to L.A. and, and told Chuck, you got to come out here because, you know, there's all these roles that you could be playing. And Chuck came out to play bad guys in cowboy shows where he learned if you talk slower than the other guy. That's how you become a scary cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> that is so funny. And Gilda, anything you want to say? Uh, because, of course, we love watching you on the reruns and all that other stuff. So interesting. He just showed me, just real fast. He showed me that. I'm like, are you reinventing yourself? And he says, because with everything that they were showing me, and he says, no. He goes, but you reinvent yourself for your next life. So you rehearse it for so you can grasp it and grab it when you leave, you know, okay. when you go down there. So you guys are planning, is that what you're talking about? You're planning your next uh, performance? Yeah, they, they said after you, after you get up there, <laughs> they're planning, their, which is a long time from now, they said. But after you get up there, because we all go down as a group, it's way too much fun not to. Um, and you said, Gilda, hold on. <laughs> well, Gilda, what are you doing? She goes, I'm taking a break. I'm not sure I'm coming back. Uh, any message you for your old friend, Bill Murray, Gilda? You pair more before Jean? Keep filming. And she just shot, showed me Ghostbusters again. There's like more that are going to come out or something like that. I don't know. Could be. It's possible. Um, he's, she says not to take his life so seriously. 
And I'm like, why would he take his life so seriously? But well, said, he's always he's always taking things a little seriously. I know it doesn't seem like it, but my brother knew him in high school. They were friends and pals. And Bill was so kind and let me have guest tickets to the to the uh, rehearsal for a, a couple of years of shows. And I mean, I went to see all the Saturday Night Lives in the, the dress rehearsal because uh, Bill didn't know me from Adam. It's just because he knew my brother. And I and I said, you know, could I? Anyway, so I got a chance to see Gilda be hilarious. And I got a chance to meet Gene. And Chuck, of course, we love you dearly. We think about you all the time. We're always talking about you, reminding our great summers where we'd hang out at your pool in Connecticut. We miss that. They're just saying, okay, one of the final things they're saying, they're like, just do it. Whatever's on your mind or whatever inspires you, what's the worst thing that can happen? Just do it. Just and do if it. And if you're focused around love and love of others, it's going to work. If it's focused love, on love and love of others, it's going to work. And Go ahead. Yeah. It's something about entertainment. Hold on. Entertain yourself first. Then it's easier to entertain others. Entertain okay. yourself first. All right. I know Jennifer's got to go. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry, Chuck, Gene, and Gilda, that we 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 were blabbing away and we didn't get to spend more time with you. But you're always welcome. And of course, Luana's our conduit. And Lou, you know, fill up that VIP list and we'll check you on the flip side. We'll get to you next week. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for your gifts. And thank you for helping people to realize how easy it is to talk to your loved ones. All right. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.